You're listening to the Saturday Morning RPG Show with Jordan, the PH is silent, and Sir Lucian. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a uh, off day of the Saturday Morning RPG Show. My name is Jordan with a silent PH in the middle, and we're going to talk about... There's been a lot of news going on, and I wanted to touch on some of it, so this is a delayed video as... I was planning on doing this, but I got home from Gen Con, got very sick, uh, was not COVID, but did not feel well. And then uh, as I was feeling better, I took my kid to the park and threw my back out because I am an old man that is actually, uh, I am secretly 90 years old. And so that happens to me. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the, the things that are going on in the world of RPGs because there's a lot going on. Um, but first, Gen Con was super fun. Uh, this is some of the books that I picked up. I got um, The Monster Overhaul, which I'm going to do a longer video on this uh, in the future. Probably on the Jocular Junction, as this feels like more of an OSR book. But it really reevaluates how I think monster manuals should be created. And I, I just liked this book a lot. This is by um, Skirples. He did industrial magical revolution i believe which is another fun book but this is just a monster manual what sets it apart is that uh everything's categorized in kind of an interesting way and then on top of that every monster has motivations and here's like a base monster and here's how to change it on the fly and here's how to do this and so you don't really need um terrain like a lot of monster manuals will do things like uh, forest and then you'll search forest and you'll be like here are all the monsters you'll find in a forest and it says in here like I, I don't need to be told that caves are in or caves I don't need to be told that bears are in a forest because they're in a forest um, I don't need to be told that undead are in a graveyard uh, what this is is more like I know the monster I want but I need to fine-tune it somehow um, and it's the monster overhaul by uh, scribbles this is really uh, an incredible book that has uh, given me a new perspective on how, like, how what we should expect from monster books. And there's a lot of monster books out recently. Like, we're going to talk about it, but MCDM's monster book just released. Lots of crazy stuff going on. I think Tome of Beasts 1 Revised is out on print. Uh, there's just so, so many monster books. Um, the other thing I picked up from Gen Con, I picked up a lot of things, but these are the two things I wanted to highlight. Uh, this is by Money Cook Games, and it's called The Darkest House. And The Darkest House is kind of like a horror, I shouldn't say horror, but like a mystery, maybe it is horror, uh, mystery horror kind of uh, adventure uh, setting thing. But <laughs> the cool thing about this is that it's system neutral, and it's written in such a way that you can incorporate characters from whatever system you want into this because it is a weird different space physics behaves differently so like your your magical spells aren't going to get you out so you could pull in your DD characters or you could pull in your pathfinder characters or you could pull in your cypher system characters or you could pull in blah 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 like uh maybe your kids on bikes characters i thought this would be like a great supplement for kids on bikes um i I want to say this was originally released digital. Money Cook's been trying to push that digital aspect, um, and every page has a QR code. So I haven't super dug into this yet because I've been reading The Monster Overhaul, and I've actually been reading a lot of Plangia, which is a really good book as well. Um, but this is on my, my next to read list. And then I got a bunch of zines. 
um, I ran into Matt Mel or Matt Mellon. I ran into uh, Ben Melton, um, and he gave me the uh, Willoughby Hall, and that was really fun. And I ran into J.P. Kuvert, and he gave me a ton of zines. So I got uh, his Go Goons and Ghosts, which is his like Ghostbusters kind of RPG, and then um, a bunch of like like system neutral one shots that he wrote. Really excited to go through those because I loved Dragon Town, and there's a link in the Jocular Junction, or there's a a video on the Jocular Junction about Dragon Town. So yeah, lots lots of really cool stuff. Um, I did buy some like pretty dice. These are like the cool Tasha's dice that I got. Um, uh, it was fun. We did True Dungeon. A lot of t a lot of good stuff. Um, but then like some things happened <laughs> in between. Like while I was at Gen Con and while I was sick, so we're gonna transition over to this. Oh, and that's still still the old name. Oh no, gotta change it. You ready for this? On the fly, RPG show select. Um, okay. So, uh, RPG show, here we are Saturday morning. Uh, I'm in the lower right there. This is my desktop. These are our show notes. Uh, I want to talk about, I played Dragonbane and this was a lot of fun. So Dragonbane was kind of, a lot of people are throwing out the words like RPG killer. Um, and Dragonbane was listed as one of those. We played, uh, I played with the Hype Goblin, Sarah the Hype Goblin, and uh, Ted from Nerd Immersion, and LB Hack'em-Up, and Josiah from Dungeon Dad, um, and a couple other people. It was a lot of fun. I didn't like my character, and I did not have as much fun, I feel, as my friends did. They were talking that it was like, oh, this is really great, and I love this system, and I love this mechanic. There were some fun, interesting mechanics about it. Uh, I'm not super sold on it yet. I want to do, I want to play again. I want to kind of like read more. And I think honestly, I chose a dwarf ranger and all of my abilities didn't do things that were fun or interesting. So I really feel like I didn't get the best experience of it. Uh, but speaking of free league, this is on my, uh, yeah. So speaking of free league, they, they are, are producing dragon Bane. And they swept the Ennies. So the Ennies happen at uh, Gen Con every year. And this time it was, uh, I say Vason. I'm not sure. A lot of people pronounce this differently, but like Vison, Vason. But this uh, one, Free League Publishing, uh, won the, the best overall, I think. Yeah, best adventure was this Seasons of Mystery. So pretty, pretty cool. And if you're unfamiliar with Vason, it's kind of like... Um, it feels like the, not the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that's what I was going to say, but like, you're kind of like a, a, a men in black, but for fantasy creatures in the like 14 or 1500s, or not, maybe not even that, maybe like the 1900s. I'm not sure if there's guns or not, but like you're a secret society that's out to protect the world from fairy and creatures. And so you're hunting trolls and stuff to like protect other people kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh that movie with uh the the Grimm's fairy tale movie I, I don't remember but they were like hunters of witches and stuff they were like the the grim grim people uh it could be a similar thing pretty fun I did play a mini campaign of this and I loved Vason and so I was really excited that it won because it's just such a unique uh the the mechanics really complicate 
complement the world and the world is very, very interesting. So I would highly recommend that. Uh, Journey Through the Radiant Citadel won silver. And so lots of really cool people work on this. I actually got to see a, a content. Um, we went to a uh, panel that had a Jeet A. George on it. And that was really, really fun to see him working on it. He was really proud of his uh, team of writers. And he talked a lot about the writing process for this and stuff. And he also got to run into Justice. And he's a super fun guy. That was a lot of fun to chat with him. Um, just some really cool people. So I would check it out. Go and go to any-awards.com and check out the 2023 winners. Um, there were some really cool stuff here. Uh, what else? Oh, best cover art. Um, Historica Arcanum, the city of Crescent. Metis Creative, they actually are going to, they sent me a big package. I'm going to do an unboxing video at some point of it because it's a phenomenal. Um, so keep an eye out for that. But uh, boy, they, they make really cool stuff. And I've covered some of their stuff before. Actually, it was this one, I think, maybe that I covered. Can't remember. Uh, but um, a really cool setting for 5e. And they have some awesome art in their stuff for sure. Um, interior was, yeah, Vason, RPG, Mythic Britain. Uh, Blade Runner was Free League. They were on Best Cartography. Electronic Book, Brindlewood Bay. I think that's the Golden Girls horror one that I, th I should check out. I should definitely check that out. Uh, best Family Game, Avatar Legends. Pretty excited about that. Um, I do like the Goblins. This is another thing I want to do a, a thing on. So uh, Lex Mandrake, friend of the show, he actually bought me this and uh, for like a birthday present and stuff. And it's so fun. So this is another one that I want to do an update on and actually check out. I'm happy that the things that I really enjoy win, you know, it's kind of fun. Um, Root, which I am still not uh, super knowledgeable about Magpie's little role-playing game here where you're animals, but um, it's popular. Like people, people like it. Um, yeah, and best game, Fabula Ultima. Um, this is a ta tabletop JRPG. I should check that out. I have not, I don't even know about this. This is amazing. So lots of really, really cool winners. This, I mean, the Ennies are fun. I've actually never attended uh, in person, but I like to follow it. Oh, and then uh, Seth Skorkowski won like best, uh, what did he win? Like RPG podcast? Yeah. So Seth won. That was really, really cool. Um, he's a cool guy and super fun. Um, Dolmenwood. This is a Kickstarter that has been in the works for a while. So if you like old school essentials and you want to do, uh, you want, you want to pick up old school essentials, I would actually go for this and you can get old school essentials is written into this, uh, campaign. So it's the, uh, OSC rules by Gavin, but he is expanding it on this campaign setting called Dolmenwood that he's been working on for a long time. And it's really, really cool. It started as a bunch of zines called Wormskin. And I bought all of those zines and they're very fun reading through them. And then there was an adventure called The Daughter of Elfland's King, The King of Elfland's Daughter, something like that. I can't remember. Um, that a lot of people talk about and it's really, really great. So Dolmenwood is out. This hit $200,000 in like 45 minutes. 
Um, it's almost at a million as of today, <laughs> and it has uh, 26 days to go. So I, th I think you guys should check this out. This is something that a lot of the OSR sphere has been waiting on and, and looking forward to. And uh, Gavin's, he, he really focuses on quality, not only with his like writing and books, but also just like the physica physical of his books. So it'll be stitch bound with a bunch of really cool stuff. And I, I think this will, this is just, it's going to be big and this is awesome. So if you want to get on the ground floor, this is a good way to do it. Um, I not sponsored, but I would encourage you because a lot of times people wanted to pick up old school essentials after the Kickstarter ended. And it's like, well, that's all we printed. And so they didn't have a lot of the extra sets and it kind of became a problem to collect later on. So, um, Dolmenwood for sure. I had a lot of conversations about AI art. Excuse me, I'm going to cough. <coughs> so sorry. Um, oh my gosh, switch back over here. I had a lot of conversations about um, AI art with artists and creatives and writers and stuff. And this was before the Bigby's book controversy kind of swept in. So... Uh, I don't know. A lot of you probably know I made this thing called Mecha Hack, and I'm pretty proud of it. And I put it out on itch and I was like, you know, I don't have art, but like RPGs without art just don't feel right to me. I'm going to generate some stuff because myself, like a million other people have been experimenting with mid journey. And honestly, it's it's fun. Like mid journey's fun. And I don't necessarily agree the people that are taking it to turn a quick profit, like they're just generating hundreds of images and then um, and then selling them to a stock photo site you know like that just feels icky and so i don't really approve of that but i it's fun to play with like we've done some really creative not creative but like really interesting prompts that have led to some really odd things that we would not have expected so for mecha goons i generated a couple like robots and i'm like cool i'll throw that on there to make it look better i like it awesome but after talking to a lot of these ai art people i came back from gen con and ended up uh taking the ai art out and i was like i think i would feel more comfortable hand drawing something or even being like placement here um or just experimenting more with photoshop and that will take some time to play with uh that'll take some time to play with photoshop and public domain images and stuff but like it it's very doable and i i think i can do this 100 percent um, so while I'm having all of those talks with some really great authors and stuff, the Bigby's book came out. And Bigby's book has some AI tweaked art. And there are two kind of controversial things that are happening. One of them got very big because I think the artist spoke out. And the other one, nobody's really talking about still. And maybe you can let me know in the comments below if it's still a problem. But we'll go for the big one, or the one that everybody knows about, is uh, there was a giant that had some wonky feet and some wonky stuff, and it turns out, I believe, that the artist had some initial sketches they made, and then they used AI to kind of flush it out and filter it and things like that. And that is a doable thing and this is also two years ago when we didn't have like the huge amount of ai controversy that we have now so with that uh you know sold the pieces there and then the pieces were sitting on wizards of the coast server and then uh they finally piled together this book and shipped it out and was like we're good 
people noticed people are looking for things to be angry at Wizards of the Coast about. I'm not blaming them. I just go ahead and be angry at companies because they're companies. Usually they want to take advantage of you to get more money. And this is no excuse. <laughs> but the artist was like, well, yeah, I did this. And then they're like, oh. And I saw the writing on the wall where I'm like, well, Wizards is going to just distance themselves from that artist. They're going to put all of the blame on that artist and then say, like, we didn't know we're we're out of the, you know, we're okay. And I also, I also kind of disagree with that because, like, you have so many people that are working on a book and checking it. You have an art uh, director that is, like, organizing all of that stuff. The book is seen and checked every piece, like, over and over and over. And they didn't catch any of that. So I, I really want to put the fault more on Wizards than the artist. And the artist who's like, I'm just using the tools that I have to do the thing. I still drew it. I still kind of, I just manipulated it with AI art. Like, how is that? I don't know. I guess I shouldn't make comparisons. But, like, I, I really think the fault should be at Wizards for publishing it in the first place. If they If that was their intent to not have this. Rather than shifting the blame to their, hey, we didn't know that they were using AI stuff, but going forward, we're not going to do this. This is all their fault. Because I'm sure if that piece of art was like really popular and really amazing, uh, Wizards wouldn't share the limelight and be like, oh, yeah, like you should go check out that artist and all of the cool things that they've done. Like instead, they're just like, isn't our book amazing? Buy more of our book. Uh, it, I, the, it, doesn't, it doesn't go both ways. And that's what makes me sad about it is because... You know, when when it's a bad thing, we can push blame onto the artist. But if it's a good thing, we take the credit and hold it for ourselves, like the company. And I don't like that. And I don't who knows if they would or would not. Now, the second thing and I can't find I maybe this is just hearsay, but there were uh, another artist that submitted some sketches or proof of concept. And then apparently this is not uncommon, but they'll take that sketch and give it to a different artist to like finish because of schedules or something like that. And so this was a weird one where the artist did a bunch of stuff and then it got shifted over to another person and that person used artificial intelligence to like augment the picture further. So again, this is not straight up generating using mid-journey and putting it into your thing. This is kind of the a Photoshop like like just flesh out the details for me. Um but that one weirds me out because, like, if I drew something and I handed it to Wizards and they're just like, okay, and then they hand it to somebody else to, like, fix or whatever but without contacting me, but maybe that's the business? Like, I don't know. Like, I would feel really weird with that. Uh, the Ajit A. George uh, panel that we went to go see, he was talking about Radiant Citadel, and, he, and a lot – well, the whole panelists were talking about writing – but they were saying, like, what if you one person asked a question, like, what if you get some writing from the person? Because I'm the director. I'm trying to get this whole book together. What if you get some writing from a person and it's just not what you want? Do you change it yourself? You're like, well, I can change it. I want it to sound like this. And I want this and this and this. And I'm the director. I'm the head of this tabletop RPG product. I'm going to do this. But that really puts a bad taste into the writer that you're working with. And so it's better to, they were saying that you could just do that and it would be done and maybe it's faster, but you're going to burn a lot of bridges and people won't want to work with you. Instead, you would go to them and you say, hey, I want you, since I hired you to write this, can you rewrite this 
in a way that is acceptable for me, like in a way that matches what my entire vision for the book is. And you uh, work with them and there's drafts back and forth and things like that. But to just take stuff and be like, oh, I'll just do this. And then that got me thinking about Candlekeep, that Candlekeep Mysteries book where the author straight up said, you changed so much of what I submitted to you take my name off of this book. I don't want to be associated with it because he, he didn't feel that he even wrote it anymore. Like they just took a couple ideas and changed everything so drastically and he had no input on that. So again, Wizards is not like they're, they're used to this. They're used to just let's, let's freelance, let's pull in all of this stuff and then we'll combine it into a product and send it out and be like, look at what we made when in fact it's like you, you stole, not stole because they paid for it, but... Um, it's not a collaborative process like you might think it is. So kind of interesting. I don't know. <clears throat> and I've still got coughs because I'm getting over my cold. So that was the big controversy. I also had my epiphanies about AI art and kind of how I feel about it. I still like to play with Midjourney, but I don't think I would ever, you know, use it as like a, uh, use it in a product, I guess, you know, just like for fun to be like, what does the dragon look like walking around in New York Times Square? Like, that's cool. But uh, I don't I don't know. It is it is a weird concept that I can say, do this in the style of this relevant comic artist. And it comes up and it does that. And it's like, well, what taught you taught that thing to make it in the style of that artist? I don't know. Uh, we'll see what the people of the world decide to do law-wise about a lot of that stuff. So, um, I think that was the big thing I wanted to talk about is, uh, Gen Con's over. Lots of stuff happening. Um, Planescape is coming out. I did go to the Planescape panel and it was very dry and there was not a lot there. <laughs> they didn't really announce or anything. They just showed off some art. Um, if you saw my video on like covering the different things that I saw on the covers, I was mostly right about all of those, but they didn't hint at, at anything really other than the, the campaign will be mostly in the outer planes. And some people were talking to me after the panel. They're like, are you excited for that? I'm like, I am because the original Planescape has so much information about all of the different planes of existence, but there's only one very small book about the uh, Outlands that connect everything. And so if we could get more information on the Outlands and have it more fleshed out and like just a solid adventure that takes us there, I think it could be a lot of fun. And I'm curious how they're going to handle the magic. And they said that you would go all over the Outlands, like directly to the Spire, all the way to the different gate towns and stuff. So it could be a very clever way to explore the Outlands through a fun adventure. Um, I don't know about monsters, if I need monster manual stuff for that, but we'll we'll see. They showcased a couple monsters and I'm like, I'd, I don't know. I'd really like more setting and more uh, substance to use mechanically to make Planescape feel like Planescape. Um, but I could be wrong. You know, some really cool people are working on it. Like Justice that I met, he's working on it. He's like one of the, one of the big writers for this and he loves Planescape. And so it could be a really, really great book. We'll see. I have stopped being excited because of Spelljammer. Like I was very, very excited about Spelljammer and I was very let down and just, just play the older stuff because a lot more love went into that which is another video topic I'm thinking of is like 
capitalizing on nostalgia versus something like Dolmenwood, which is not capitalizing on nostalgia, is very original and might be amazing just because the amount of love and care that has gone into that Kickstarter. And I would much rather play something where somebody like super, like this is something I'm super passionate about rather than like, well, I was, I did love Planescape as a kid and this new Planescape's coming out, but it won't ever capture that same feeling. So I don't know, maybe I'll just play old Planescape kind of thing. Really curious about that. Uh, regardless, Planescape's coming out late October, I think, maybe November. And before then, we're getting the Book of Many Things. Now, the Deck of Many Things is a magic item in the world in Dungeons and Dragons. It's been there for a long, long time. And I think it's only like 20 some cards. The Book of Many Things is going to have that card deck expanded to a full card of 52 cards, I think, full deck. But also, it has, uh, apparently, according to Ted, this is like the the book of the season for D&D. Like, this is awesome. And I didn't get to go to this panel, but after talking to him, I really think that this could be an excellent book because it gives the DM's tools to utilize a specific magic item, and I really, really like that. So the bo book of many things has uh, the deck, and then the deck has all of these different things that happen to it. And so when you pull a card of, like, you gain a level, uh, the book will have advice on, like, how to handle that. How do you handle players that are, like, different different levels? Or if you pull um, a devil now stalks you, you go to this page. Here are a list of devils and reasons why they would be after them. Here are some adventure hooks to turn this this random magic item where they pulled a card to turn that into a full adventure of like, we got to save our person. Uh, you pull the card where like they're zapped to the astral plane and they're stuck there indefinitely. Well, here's how to treat that. Like here's a way to turn that into an adventure. So you're taking a magic item, the deck of many things, which is traditionally a very, um, a very toxic, magic item and known for ending campaigns so like oh well let's do the deck of many things and a lot of people will look at you and be like oh so the, the game's over because you realize once we start pulling from this like the entire campaign is done like it's the, like or we can't keep following because you know somebody's trapped in a block of ice in uh the nine hells or something and we have to go get them but turning that like bad item into something very functional and you could use at the table. So I, I think that'll be a really good book and probably the type of book that I would want as a dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons. Um, we'll see, like, we'll see how it turns out. That's coming out before Planescape. So if they have a, a big hit before then, well, more power to it. <laughs> Let's see how it works out. Um, and I think that's all I really wanted to talk about. This is a, a weird show. I just, we have not been doing content because uh, people have been on vacation and then I wanted to cover some of this stuff because there was a lot to go over. So subscribe here. Um, please check out the Jocular Junction substack so that you can listen to this podcast in audio form um, and or uh, sign up for the mailing list to be notified of new projects. I won't sell any of your emails. I just kind of put it out there to to uh I, to keep you informed if you're interested in the things that i do but i don't sell anything i don't notify you willy-nilly it's all that kind of stuff um and then subscribe to jorfton and subscribe to the jorfton's jocular junction for 
all sorts of extra videos coming out that I'm working on. Um, thank you guys for watching. I believe Lucian will be back next week and then we'll have like a regular show and I will uh, see you guys all in the next episode.